Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like, and share it, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 6.13 a.m. East Coast time. It is Tuesday, November 12th, and there's an eight-game NBA slate we're going to break down today for you on the audio version and the video. Before we get into it, my name is Sal Vetri. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. There will be NFL videos out all week long. The Monday Night Football video went out last night. There will be NBA videos out all week long. NBA video out last night. Hopefully, you all did well on that six-game slate. A little bit of a bigger slate, some more injury news, obviously more players in a player pool with two more games and four more teams on the slate. If you want any of my exclusive content, NBA player projections um, included in those projections, it's just my player pool updated up until lock linked up down below over on my Patreon. And if you're wondering what is Patreon, if you click the link down below, there's a video of myself explaining that to you, explaining why I am created a Patreon and, and we almost have 400 Patreons over there. So thank you for all the support. There's also NFL content, a ton of it over on Patreon that you can check out down below as well. Social medias are also linked up down below at Salvetri DFS on Twitter, Salvetri on Instagram, Salvetri Facebook page. Be sure to check all those out as well. And then today's sponsor of the show is Fantasy Draft. So Fantasy Draft is revolutionizing the way that you play DFS. And yes, there is no rake over on Fantasy Draft. You just pay a subscription package. Or if you only play $100 um, per month, you don't have to pay anything. And you get totally rake-free DFS and potentially could win um, your $100 per month into thousands of dollars, right? Depending on the contest that you play. Or if you want to just play head-to-heads and build it slowly, there is no rake for you at all, which is fantastic. You're not paying interest in another sense. Rake free instead of getting 10 to 15 percent scraped off the top, you are getting zero percent in some cases. And then, if you want to do a subscription package, it's like one percent at most. So, yes, it is the best way to go and play your fantasy games. And I get it, people are going to say, Oh, but I don't have the chance to win a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars every single night in the NBA. Yep, I get it. Your odds of winning that are literally zero. Um, well, I guess it's 0.00001. Um, so if you think that's your lucky night, especially if you're only entering one lineup then go ahead and get it. Otherwise, you're playing, paying massive rake in those big contests, like the most rake you can possibly pay. Um, and you're also paying it um, pretty much with the chances of trying to win the lottery. So um, the lottery, at least you don't have to pay crazy amounts of taxes before you win it, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. been getting a lot of my action um, in cash games, but um, trying to get more action down on sites like Fantasy Draft, where there is no rake and you're not automatically losing 15 cents on the dollar in lots of cases. So with that said, check them out. They are linked down below. Uh, it is it is not a referral code. They they do they don't do any referrals because it is rake free. It's already a referral in itself in terms of saving money. But that is a tracking link that would allow you to get to them from my channel. So let's get into the video right now. If you hit the subscribe button, I really appreciate that. The audio listeners, how are you doing? If you hit the rate and follow, and, and really the five star rate and review is the biggest help for me in terms of increasing the reach on that podcast. So. Starting with um, Atlanta, we'll go alphabetical by team. Injury status, Alex Lenz center is questionable with an ankle injury. Look, if he misses, they're really thin at center. I mean, it would be Damian Jones who played 24 minutes in the last game, but Damian Jones is um, no sure stranger to foul trouble. So if he's in there, and it, I would be shocked if Damian Jones plays 30 minutes in a basketball game because of foul trouble. I mean, this guy has fouled out in 18 minutes and 15 minutes so far this season. He just does not know how not to foul, similar to Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, if these guys don't foul, yeah, it'll be really good plays. So keep an eye on Alex Lenz. Damian Jones would get a bump. Bruno Fernando would be the only other center, and then Jabari Parker would be the power forward already seeing huge minutes because of all the injuries. Vince Carter, 
all the injuries to well, also suspensions to John Collins. Saw 37 minutes in the last game. Should see even more of a bump. Karis Levert going to Brooklyn now. $5,600 on DraftKings. 11300 on Fantasy Draft. He's not going to play today due to a thumb sprain, I believe it is. Spencer Dinwiddie said she should see increased run. Um, Kyrie Irving should see all overall usage bump on offense since Levert is usually out there with Irving. And then um, Kirkus should also see a bump of some minutes, but nothing that I imagine becomes impactful. We'll see who enters the starting lineup, but a really tough matchup against Utah either way. Going to Chicago now, Otto Porter Jr. is going to be out with a foot uh, injury. And Chandler Hutchison should take over, played right around 20 minutes or so in the last game. And then Thad Young should get more run as the backup three. In Indiana, Miles Turner and Jeremy Lamb remain out. Miles Turner being out means DeMontis Sabonis is going to continue. And also Goga is out, the backup center. So DeMontis Sabonis is going to continue to play all of his minutes, 36 to 38 at the five. And his price tag just price tag just continues not to move so great spot for him as well Jakar Sampton should continue to start at the four with TJ Warren getting back up minutes at the four and the five and Jeremy Lamb being out Aaron Holiday Justin Holiday see minutes increases the most Rajon Rondo is questionable he went from being he, he went from being doubtful to questionable for this game so I mean if he's in maybe he doesn't even start right I mean this team is way better without Rajon Rondo uh, coming to town and, and kind of just ruining everything on their defensive end playing well so far but it would knock probably Quinn Cook down maybe Really out of the rotation. Alex Crusoe down. LeBron James, less point guard usage. Miami. Miami is the biggest spot on the slate in terms of injury news we're waiting on. Justice Winslow is already ruled out with his back injury. So Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson, all those guys see big run and increase, including maybe even Jimmy Butler. Uh, Tyler Hero is questionable with an ankle injury. I mean, that would only open the door up more for Goran Dragic off the bench. Maybe he even starts. Uh, Duncan Robinson potentially probably starts. Kendrick Nunn, even more usage. Kelly Olynyk is also questionable with a knee injury at the four. Myers Leonard would get more run. Duncan, Duncan Robinson would get more run. Joe Johnson would get more run, who's been playing and uh, entered the rotation a couple games back. And then Derek Jones Jr. is already listed out. So Tyler here was actually some pretty big news because it would make Goran Dragic a very viable play. It would make a $4,700, very cheap Kendrick Nunn already, who's already viable, in my opinion, more than viable. It would make him almost a lock for 35 minutes and all the upside in the world. And Duncan Robinson, due to the fact that Derek Jones Jr. is out, and Justice Winslow is out. It's already probably slated to start this game. If you take out either Tyler Hero or Kelly Olenek, there's a really good chance Robinson has to just be forced to play 30-plus minutes, closer to 35. So lots of news coming out of Miami, mainly Kelly Olenek and Tyler Hero we are waiting on now. Alfred Payton is going to be out with this hamstring injury, as well as Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable with his personal reasons. Uh, depending on how this goes, it's going to impact Frank Milikino. RJ Barrett, who's had two really bad games in a row, but again, bounce-back spot for sure coming for him and a really good matchup against Chicago now. And then Wayne Ellington will continue to see more rotation minutes because of these injuries to the guards. Mitchell Robinson remains in the concussion protocol. So Taj Gibson started the last game. He did not play well. Uh, he got in foul trouble again. He's had four fouls in the last game, five the game before that. We'll see if he can stay out of foul trouble. Bobby Portis Jr. should continue to see somewhere in the mid-20s of minutes. And Julius Randle will also be impacted by this. Steven Adams is questionable with a knee injury. So Nerland's Noel would be the biggest benefactory, of course, if Adams misses. Um, DraftKings is not going to let you play a four or $3,000 Nerland's Noel anymore. He's priced up to $5,000. So he's actually priced to where um, more times than not, his production is going to be closer to 30 fantasy points, but he'll have 27, 28 point games. So he's actually priced fairly now. So it's still a very good spot for him against the Pacers who are just injured and depleted everywhere, right? We already talked about their center injuries, two top centers down. You're starting to car Sampson and TJ Leaf with extended run. Um, even Doug McDermott to see more run in the front court. So yeah, it's a spot where uh, Nerlens Noel becomes a very good play if Adams is ruled out, but not the same smash play because he's $5,000 at this point, uh, but still a very good play. Philly, big injuries here. Ben Simmons went from being doubtful to questionable, so it seems like he might actually play in this one. Been progressing rapidly with his shoulder injury. Raul Nito, Trey Burke, 
uh, and Josh Richardson will benefit if he's out. And, and Trey Burke played 19 minutes in the last game, 18 the game before that, and he was by far the more productive player than Raul Nito on the offensive side. So they're not going to have Al Horford in this one. He's out due to rest, which helps Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Mike Scott, Kyle O'Quinn to an extent, mainly Joel Embiid and Mike Harris, or mainly Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. But if Ben Simmons misses again, and again, it's trending that he might not, doubtful to questionable is usually a good sign of playing. But I wouldn't want to play Raul Nito. I get it. He continues to see big minutes, 27 in the last one. But I think the tides and really the tables are turning a little bit here. And Trey Burke might actually go from 18 to 19, maybe gets 22, 24 in this one. And he's so much better of an offensive threat that I'd take 22 to 24 minutes out of Trey Burke at his price tag over 28 minutes out of Raul Nito at his price tag more times than not. Lastly, in Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox, $8,000 on DraftKings, $14,300 on Fantasy Draft. He's out with an ankle injury. And this is where the value is going to come from. Look, Corey Joseph will either start or Yogi Ferrell. I'm hoping it's Yogi Ferrell. I think he has more fantasy upside, and also the price is much better. Corey Joseph is $3,700. Yogi Ferrell is $3,000. We're going to get to play these guys for multiple weeks because De'Aaron Fox is expected to miss three to four weeks. It'll also help Buddy Heald, right? His assist percentage, you would imagine, will go up somewhat. Maybe even Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bogdanovich will be a little bit better of a play. So I might have to actually add him to the early interest depending on his price tag. But yeah, Corey Joseph and Yogi Ferrell, I'm hoping it's Yogi Ferrell starting. We probably won't have this news till later in the day, if not after lock. So keep an eye on it as much as you can. Should be a later start here for Sacramento and Portland. Let's go over to the target offense sheet. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. We crushed through 15,200 subscribers onto the next 100, onto 20,000 is the goal uh, before Christmas. If 20,000 is hit before Christmas, We'll have to think of a really good giveaway, but that'd be incredible. So thank you all so much. Um, so target offense sheet, uh, you can see all the teams right now. I'll blow it up for the people watching on the video version. Um, you have all the teams here. It is, well, that blew up really well. Um, it's also available on Patreon. So this is all the teams. It is their Vegas totals. It is their implied paces, which I just project. It is a defense versus position uh, for every single spot on the slate. We can just talk about some spots instead of every single game, because then I can just go through that through the early interest. But couple spots that stand out. I mean, Philadelphia point guards against Cleveland. Point guards against Cleveland has been a spot. It's a little bit improved this year. Colin Sexton's actually making improvements, which is really hard not to after your first year as a rookie, being the worst overall defender in the entire league, and then your teammate, Chetty Osmond, being the third worst overall defender in the entire league. Um, Osmond's defense, still not the greatest, but just has to play rotational minutes since they have no small forwards. But Philly, yeah, if Ben Simmons is in, it seems like a good spot for Simmons with no Al Horford. Production's going to have to go elsewhere. If Ben Simmons is out, yeah, that's where you start to take your risks on Trey Burke. I don't think you have to take those. He might be like a GPP leverage type of play especially if he was somehow to start today I mean he would be somebody that I would I would just smash in there but he could be a GPP leverage play from the Corey Joseph and or Yogi Ferrell chalk but man if those guys are starting you have to get to a $3,000 point guard you're going to play 30 minutes especially if it's Ferrell at $3,000 flat and, and we've seen upside from him in fantasy games as recent as last year in a couple spots where De'Aaron Fox was just rested on back-to-backs because they wanted to do that with him in his second year because um, he had a ton of run his, his rookie year and it really didn't work out too well for his overall play so that's a good spot to target Philly against um, the guards. So Josh Richardson, also in a, in a decent spot, but I think there's better spots on the slate. For a guy like Richardson, if you go down to a spot in... Well, first off, a big piece of this slate to talk about is yesterday Blake Griffin returned, and he played 24 minutes, and he absolutely balled out, scoring 30-plus fantasy points. Now he's on a back-to-back. So if I had to guess, he's, he's definitely going to play less minutes if he plays, right? 24 yesterday on a back-to-back, you would imagine maybe 20. He might just rest, right? It would make more sense for Blake Griffin to just rest instead of be pushed on a back-to-back right away. But what DraftKings did was, and even Fantasy Draft, they went from pricing Blake Griffin up to, or or DeAndre Drummond up to the 10K range, as he should be with no Blake Griffin, now down to 8,900. So DeAndre Drummond or Andre Drummond's price tag is reflective of Blake Griffin being in there today. 
but there's a good chance Blake Griffin rests. So if you're going to get an $8,900 Drummond, who two days, two games ago, people were paying $2,000 more, $1,900 more, $10,800 for Andre Drummond, he probably becomes the best play on the slate if Blake Griffin is ruled out for rest today. $8,900 for a guy who's going to average 1.5 fantasy points per minute if Blake Griffin is off the court. $8,900 is still a good price tag because I don't think Griffin plays more than 20 minutes in this game. Maybe he gets to 22, um, but he's on the second night of a back-to-back where they limited him to 24 on the first night, and now you're going to expect him to play that same amount on a back-to-back? I don't think so. So even if Blake Griffin plays 20 minutes of Blake Griffin at $8,900 for Drummond, who will then get to play at least 15 minutes with Blake Griffin off the court and have 1.5 fantasy point per minute production, if not 20-plus minutes with Griffin off the court, yeah, I like that a lot. Um... So Drummond, either way, against Miami, look, it's a tough matchup. Miami, though, is all banged up. This is not the same Miami team. They're not going to have Winslow. They're not going to have Derek Jones Jr. They're potentially not going to have Hero and or Kelly Olenek, Olenek being the bigger piece there for the bigs. So I like that spot. On the opposite side, yeah, I like Miami. Um, I like some guys from Miami because of all these injuries. So right now, the ones that stand out are Kendrick Nunn at $4,700. I mean, how do you not like that with no Justice Winslow and Tyler Hero potentially missing? If Tyler Hero misses, he's been Nunn's direct backup at seeing extra minutes because of the Winslow injury. It's just going to be Kendrick Nunn going out there for at least 30 minutes. And you could probably comfortably, if Tyler Hero misses, project him for somewhere near 35, just down 30, or you're, you're down 32 minutes at least from uh, Justice Winslow in the rotation, and then you're down another 25 on a minimum with Tyler Hero. Uh, so yeah, he's going to get a bump. $7,800 Jimmy Butler stands out a little bit on this lead for sure. I think there's other guards around him, namely Malcolm Brogdon, who's a little bit cheaper, that I have more interest in. But you're going to get just all the usage in the world for Jimmy Butler, especially if Hero misses today. And Bam Adebayo is in the 6K range. Tough matchup for Bam here against Detroit um, overall. But I think it's still a, a spot where you can take chances on Bam because of the price tag. Um, it, it's just not the overall greatest of spots. I think he's still, I think he's only center eligible now, so that also hurts. Going to Chicago, Chicago and New York is going to be two of the worst defenses, so there should be fantasy points or at least beneficial matchups for a lot of folks. And yeah, Laurie Market and Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. is in a really good spot, one of the best, if not the best, on the slate. Um, maybe just the only other spot is really Phoenix, maybe in Brooklyn for a center against this team. So yeah, Wendell Carter Jr. makes sense. Laurie Market will get a good amount of center minutes. I like both of them. I think Wendell Carter Jr. He's always at risk of foul trouble, injury. He's probable for today, um, but. It's a good spot with no Mitchell Robinson, one of their more traditional centers. Taj Gibson maybe starts again, but not scaring me away from playing anybody. And neither is Bobby Portis Jr. We know Bobby Portis Jr., the exact opposite of a great defender. On the New York side, it's really difficult here. I mean, they all have good matchups, but who do you really trust? I think R.J. Barrett's fine. Uh, look, he's had two poor games, but it's it's made his price tag go from 6800 to 5900 So you're getting a huge discount off of him because of two bad games after he played what, six to seven solid games at 37 minutes per game. So I do think R.J. Barrett, if you believe that he continues to get these big minutes, is in one of the best spots you can be as a guard against the Chicago Bulls defense. So I'll go back to R.J. Barrett and hope that he's low-owned because he's now cheap. You're buying him at a bottom number for the same amount of usage in terms of minutes in a better matchup, and people are just looking at the past two games and going, I can't play the guy that's scoring 15, 16, 17 fantasy points, whatever it is. Um, But no, why don't you, if you're going to look just two games back, why don't you actually look into it a little bit? It's poor shooting, right? And there's still probably going to be, well, there is already no Alfred Payton, and there's potentially going to be no Dennis Smith Jr. still. So, I mean, either way, his rotational minutes are going to stay up there at 35-plus. But with those guys out, they should stay somewhere around 38. So from New York, he's the guy who stands out the most for me. Look, Julius Randle continues to be too cheap, right around the 7K price tag against Chicago. You can get there. I have some other priorities in that range. Bobby Portis Jr., it's really hard to prioritize him when, one, Taj Gibson started the last game. And two, if Taj Gibson stays out of foul trouble, he's going to play at least 22 minutes, uh, potentially up to 24 or more. 
more. So Bobby Porter Jr. center minutes, and also you're going to have Julius Randle slide over to the center for maybe four minutes a game. They're just not going to be there as much. Like on a good day, you get Bobby Porter Jr. playing 26 minutes, but more times than not, it's 24. And at his price tag, I actually do have interest because of the matchup, but I'm just worried about a ceiling because do we get a 30 to 32 Bobby Portis Jr. minutes game really ever? And, and it's really hard for me to recommend that we, we do. Uh, in Indiana, the Pacers versus, versus OKC, look, if Steven Adams is ruled out, it's definitely a good spot for New Orleans Noel. It's just a problem of he's already 5,000. He's not the same exact smash play. Get him into 100% of your lineup. So I still like him. I just worry that the public and really just everybody out there who's a casual will go, oh, no, Adams, automatically insert Noel and just like forget about the fact that he's now $5,000 and he was. It's not 3,900 anymore. That said, $5,000 is a super cheap price point and still a good play. And it's going to carry ownership. But is it too much ownership for the price point? That's something that I'll have to work through in the projections later today. Again, you can get those linked up down below on Patreon. They usually release around 2 or 3 p.m. in the afternoon. From the Pacers side, I think Sabonis is still fine. I mean, he's going to play 36 to 38 minutes at the center position um, against uh, potentially Adams, who's banged up all season long. That doesn't really scare me too much. And then potentially Noel after that. So um, I do like Sabonis here at 8,400. I don't know why the price tag isn't up in the 9K range. It should be. And now you have uh, Malcolm Brogdon, whose price tag continues to drop. It's 7,600 now. So... Yeah, Sabonis and Brogdon, I'd rather get value elsewhere. I don't have to take stabs in Jakar Sampson or Aaron Halliday here. I don't want it, even with them price tags coming up. So from this Pacers team, I prioritize it. One Brogdon, it's like 1A, 1B with Brogdon and Sabonis. They're just both way too cheap. Both price tags are somehow dropping, even though there's still no Jeremy Lamb in the starting rotation, even though these guys continue to produce. And I get it, Brogdon's not dropping 50-point games, and he has it in like three games. But one, doesn't that mean he's probably due for a better shooting night um, in terms of just more volume? And two, he's still getting you there with 40 fantasy points a night in the $7,800 range, and that's smashing his price point, or at least getting you there in cash games. And potentially, if he just hits one or two more shots tonight, it's smashing the price point. So yes, Brogdon and Sabonis are high interest of mine, even in a game where the team only has a 107.75 team implied total. Also for Miami, with all these injuries against Detroit, still a 112.75 team implied total. That's the highest on the slate. We're still awaiting Denver and Atlanta's total, but I imagine it remains the highest. That's the highest on the slate for a team that has a ton of injuries. So that should make Kendrick Nunn at 4,700 even more appealing to you to everybody um the only reason he's not like an i mean he's a very close to a a sure play today but the only reason he's not like a guaranteed lock one i mean we still have to wait on some injury news tyler hero would make it very close for that but two you also have these guards that are at three thousand and thirty seven hundred dollars in sacramento that you potentially will just lock into your lineups depending on who's starting um phoenix and la this is a good spot for a lot of guys i mean devin booker's price tag i guess it rebounded like six hundred dollars from the seventy eight hundred dollar range to eighty four hundred still a good spot for him against la it's one of the better spots on the slate for a guard so i do like devin booker you can take stabs in kelly olenic or kelly Oubre. i'm really hoping his price tag or i was hoping it would come down to like fifty seven fifty six hundred because he's only been producing below median value at 6k price tag he's been producing at like 26 to 28 points it's still not though so 6k is not something i'm going to totally pull the trigger on and then the center position so i prefer devin booker the most from this team it shouldn't really shock anybody but he's too cheap he's eighty four hundred dollars and if he shoots half decent he's going to score 40 plus fantasy points if he doesn't well then you're probably not gonna win anyway so um so you're really paying for his ceiling type of games but you're paying a cheap tag for his ceiling games it's similar to zach levine today at seven thousand dollars like you're not going to win tournaments when you're 84 or your eight thousand dollars seven thousand dollar player just scores like value for you right you need your $8,400 player to have their ceiling game and Devin Booker at the $8,000 range has one of the highest ceilings and, De- and Zach Levine at $7,000 has one of the highest ceilings they just don't come up all that often but if you're talking 55 60 point fantasy days you're not going to find really anybody else around that range that gets there more often than they do 
Um, so those are the main interests from this team is just really Devin Booker and then Aaron Baines actually at the center position. He's continued to be priced up, but I think he's okay to get to. Uh, from the Lakers, it's LeBron, it's Anthony Davis. Davis came out yesterday and says that he continues every single day to deal with his injury, um, and he feels it on every single play, so that's not great. LeBron at 10500 is probably my favorite payup option on the slate, not named Joel Embiid, like in the 10K range, definitely him over Davis for me, but they're both in a good spot. Kyle Kuzma's minutes limits were lifted in the last game. He becomes slightly interesting. Rajon Rondo might come back and muddy some of these walls for the guard rotations but it's LeBron James 1 to Anthony Davis and that's about it these guys usage is just ridiculous on this team I really don't want to go anywhere else I'm fine paying up for LeBron but yeah I do prefer the most um a Joel Embiid against Cleveland today Joel Embiid is at 9300 or 9400 price tag barely comes up no Al Horford so that's huge potentially no Ben Simmons I mean this offense is going to go through Joel Embiid 112.5 team implied total second highest right behind Miami barely which I said was a 112.75 so give me Joel Embiid there. Let's get to the early interest, and we can close this episode up. So early interest you see here, I think I have 17 players listed. Again, this can change completely. We're still 12 and a half hours from lock. It will change completely. We're waiting on injury news. But going down the order, just by um, price-wise, it's going to be uh, LeBron James, number one for me, um, is my is an early interest for me. Not number one as a ranking, but he's just the most expensive player on the slate, and I have interest in him. I mean, just the fact that he's point guard shooting or small forward valuable, you can put him in every single spot except for what power forward and shooting guard, which pretty much you can put him in every single spot and center, I guess. So really good spot. LeBron James against Phoenix should be a pace-up game. The hammer, 35 minutes per game, 33.5 usage rate. It's a really good spot. Joel Embiid at 9,400. I like this against Cleveland. Cleveland's a good rebounding team, but no Al Horford. It's just going to be a big enough bump that Joel Embiid's probably $1,000 too cheap here. 33.5% usage is the same exact as LeBron James this season for his team, and 27.7 minutes per game should only come up. Andre Drummond I have in yellow at $8,900. Look, first of all, at $8,900, he's probably five to $600 too cheap, even if Blake Griffin's in there. But it's a back-to-back in Blake Griffin. There's a really strong chance that later today and somewhere around 3 or 4 o'clock, I'll be retweeting a thing that says Blake Griffin out due to rest. And I'll say, and somehow Andre Drummond is only $8,900. I will say that word for word. And then you can comment on it. Ha, ha, ha. You said you were going to say this. Whatever. Right? right? This is a fantastic spot even if Griffin plays. And if he doesn't play, $8,900 Andre Drummond probably becomes the best play on the slate for a guy who his median projection for me is going to be somewhere around like 55 fantasy points, 54 fantasy points at nine less than $9,000. So smash play. I think you could play him either way. I probably only get to him if indeed Griffin is out, because if not, then I think Joel Embiid for $500 more is just such a better play. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, against power forward eligible, really helps. He's only 8,400, and he continues to just wreak havoc. 24.3% usage rate. He's averaging 36 minutes per game. And people continue to not play the guy that's averaging 45 and a half fantasy points per game. He's he's easily, in my opinion, like $800 too cheap here. So, yeah, I don't care what the matchup is. And it's still a beneficial matchup against OKC, even if Adams plays. Um, so bonus is just a guy that I want to get to. There's always the risk of foul trouble, as there is with any big. He's someone who gets there similar to Drummond, like last night, got in foul trouble and Towns. But I think it's still fine to get to. Nikola Jokic is 8300 I think his price tag came down since the last game. 31 minutes per game, 27.7% usage rate. Again, everybody wants to make the jokes about he's out of shape, whatever it might be, but he's priced way too cheap for this matchup. I mean, he's priced below it. He's, he's averaging 42 fantasy points per game, and he's priced at 8,300. So he's priced pretty much about where he's been averaging this season, but he's been averaging well below what we expect from Nikola Jokic. So I'm fine getting there for the guy in that price range that has one of the higher ceilings. Malcolm Brogdon is my favorite guard in the 7K range, potentially my favorite guard in the 8K range at $7,600. You could put him in the shooting guard spot, but he's a point guard, so it just makes your overall production and, and um, productivity and efficiency and effectiveness and overall point total expectation higher when you're putting point guards into your shooting guard spots on DraftKings. 
43.5 fantasy points per game, 29.4% usage rate, according to basketball reference. But if you go on, um, if you go on cleaning the glass, it'll be higher into the 30s because they take out some garbage time where he's just not as much on the court or worse players on the court with him, 34 minutes per game. His price point continues to drop for a guy who continues to play very well. And look, he's had two iffy shooting games um, over the last two games, and he's still scoring 40 fantasy points. So don't you think the 50 burgers there once he just knocks down a couple of threes? So yeah, Malcolm Brogdon is my favorite play from Indy, but he's right there. It's a bonus. Rudy Gobert on a back-to-back had a really good game last night. Now gets an even better matchup against Brooklyn tonight. Maybe there's some concerns about his 34 minutes per game goes down a little bit here, but there's just nobody behind him, right? We still don't have Ed Davis, who's going to be missing some more time. So he's just forced into playing some more center minutes. So $7,500 Rudy Gobert is still five to $1,000 too cheap for this matchup, probably closer to 1000 I do like him. Tobias Harris would know Al Horford should benefit a little bit. Same exact price as Bam at a Bayou. I do think Horford being a potentially starting at the power forward spot today. We'll see what they do. If Horford start or Horford, if Tobias Harris starts at the power forward spot at the four for Al Horford, and then they put Mike Scott at the three, um, that's really good. Or maybe they put... Um, Kylo Quinn at the four. I don't think they would put Kylo Quinn at the four. So I think there's a really good chance Tobias Harris starts at the four, which then you could roster him at the small forward position against Cleveland starting at the four. Tough rebounding situation, but just an overall higher usage spot. If you told me that Tobias Harris was going to start at the four tonight on DraftKings, I would say he was like a $7,500 player. He's priced at 6800 On Fantasy Draft, I'd say he was somewhere close to a $15,000 player, and he's only priced at, um, or a $14,000 player, and he's only priced at 12500 So I do like Tobias Harris a lot tonight. Will Barton at 6K seems to be priced around what you would expect from Will Barton, but it's a good matchup against Atlanta. Should be somewhat of an increased pace um, compared to how Denver wants to play. Atlanta playing a little bit slower this year, but I don't expect that to continue, um, especially with Trey Young out there. He's not really isoing all that much. RJ Barrett at 5,900. We talked about my concerns about him in terms of his last two games being poor, but still a guy averaging over 35 minutes per game. Uh, You can put him into the shooting guard spot as a guy who will see a lot more point guard usage today with no... um, but still no Alfred Payton and potentially no Dennis Smith Jr. People are just looking at his last two games and, and they're just concerned about it. I understand. I don't think you have to play RJ Bear today. I just think he's an interesting play. Um, I think there's better value below him, but in his price range, you're not going to find a guy playing 37 minutes tonight. Um, and if he just shoots half decent, going to score you close to 40 fantasy points. Spencer Dimity, tough matchup, but should see a, a pretty decent sized boost with no Karis Levert. The guy has a 29% usage rate this season, and he's playing 25 minutes per game. I would expect those minutes to come up closer to the 30 minutes tonight, and with his usage and his point per minute production, pretty good. Just the matchup is the thing that makes him not a, a fantastic smash play. Bobby Portis, 5,500, not a priority play for me. If he starts, it's much closer to priority play. He'll start at center then. You can put him in the power forward spot. He's a 20.7% usage guy and tw- plays 24 minutes per game. I'll probably project him for right around 24 minutes today. Kendrick Nunn is one of my favorite plays on the slate as of right now, 12 hours before lock. Don't come back to me when there's six other values that are better than Kendrick Nunn that open up in 12 and a half hours and you, all you did was watch my video and never look at anything else news-wise um, and tell me that, oh, Kendrick Nunn did nothing Well, or compared to these other guards, well, or I didn't win and Kendrick Nunn only got me 28. Well, it's probably because there's like three other $3,000 guards that open up that were better value. But right now on the slate, I think Kendrick Nunn, along with the Sacramento guards who are listed below him on my early interests, are the best guard plays on the slate in the cheap range. Kendrick Nunn at 4700 There's no Justice Winslow. Look, he's $4,700, and he's probably going to play a minimum of 28 minutes tonight. And if, and there's a big if, keep an eye on this, if Tyler Hero is ruled out, it, I find it really hard to believe that Kendrick Nunn doesn't play 34-plus minutes in this game. Um, so it's a really good spot for Nunn as a point guard. Again, he'll start at point guard with no Justice Winslow. He'll start at point guard and see all the minutes if there's no Tyler Hero, and you can put him in a shooting guard spot. 4700 on DraftKings, $8,700 on Fantasy Draft. I think I hit that up. Corey Joseph at 3700 7500 on Fantasy Draft. Yogi Ferrell at $3,000 flat minimum on DraftKings. 6300 on Fantasy Draft. Let's all, let's all pray together here that Yogi Ferrell starts. Um, he is a point guard slash shooting guard. So is Corey Davis like, or Corey Joseph. Both these guys are really cheap, right? You can play either of them. 
But Yogi Ferrell is $700 cheaper at 3K. And if he starts at point guard, I would imagine he plays at least 28 minutes in the game. Um, and if that's the case, a $3,000 point guard playing 28 minutes who has 30-plus point fantasy upside based on his skill set, I don't even have to tell you how good of a play that is. Corey Joseph, not as good of a fantasy point-per-minute producer as Yogi Ferrell, and he's more expensive. So that's why I don't like him as much. Yes, he's still cheap, and I would get shares of him, but nowhere near as much interest. And there would be a lot of interest at a $3,000 starting point guard, but... Nowhere near as much interest as Yogi Ferrell. Also, the matchup against Portland. Portland's defense has been very suspect. Even with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard out there, very suspect against guards this season. Duncan Robinson at 3,700 is listed in yellow. Um, he will be a shooting guard slash small forward, so you can put him in a lot of different spots. And he should continue to start with no Derek Jones Jr. and Justice Winslow. Continue to play decent minutes into the mid to high 20s, even 30s. And if Kelly Olynyk and or Tyler Hero are out, he's going to just have to play 30 plus minutes due to rotational depth. So there is there there. Well, wow. I don't know where that accent came from, but there are my early interests. There are the, the injury updates and all that. Be sure to just follow along my Twitter at DFS. I will post anything if there's any major news changes. I will be updating my projections. They will release around 2 or 3 p.m. East Coast time today, updated up until lock. So be sure to check those out linked up down below. I will open up yesterday's projections in the day before if you're wondering, yeah, what do these look like before I go ahead and purchase them? That makes sense. I'll, I'll leave a note for myself to do that. But hit the subscribe button before you go. Comment down below to me. Who do you think is the best play in the $6,000 range on DraftKings tonight? Who do you think is the best play? The entire 6K range. Um, let me know. I think it's an interesting range. Not many overall options in that range. Um, but who do you think and that really stand out? Who do you personally think is the best play? I probably tend to go down closer to the, the flat 6K price range there um, instead of going up a little bit. I think we sell Mike Conley in that range in a good matchup, but he's on a back-to-back. So let me know who do you think is the best 6K play of the day. Any position any price price point in the 6k range and if you're listening on the audio version please do leave a rate and review you'll be entered into a fantasy draft giveaway this upcoming saturday um, for a chance to get into their sunday main event contest three people and then also it just really helps me out so if you got any value and you have the extra moments uh, whether it's on itunes primarily or any of your platforms just hit the subscribe button to the podcast it's totally free and the rate and review helps to go a long way it's the only thing i ask from this free content of you so thank you so much my name is sal i hope you enjoy the rest of your day peace out gang and best of luck I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.